0: It's called the Science Podcast, and these are a, a couple of atheists that run this podcast. So I thought you'd be interested to hear what they say. This is only one little bit, so like it's over half an hour, and I couldn't play you the whole thing because I'd have to have so many beeps in it, bleeping out
1: uh, the expletives. Because you can't in this shit's a space.
2: This week's episode is brought to you by the least controversial thing that you can think of because <laughs> there is enough controversy.
1: <laughs> I mean I don't know that that it, you didn't just do the intro.
2: Did I just do the intro?
1: I think it, we're going now.
2: Did I just do the intro? Because I think so. Do we want to just call it that is like we because we don't want to start any fires at the beginning of this episode because this episode is a fire? Uh, I no, I, no it's see, not it's not. I'm just kidding. I, yeah, JK, I don't I don't it's not.
1: Well, I don't. I don't actually. think it. I, yeah, I don't think it's a fire. It's, no, it's well, I mean, every, but there, there is all aching. Uh, so maybe it is uh, a fire to some people. But yeah. I don't know. There's, and we've gotten. We of course uh, we're coming up. At, well we're getting the cart horse is yeah. something ahead of the other i don't i've yeah. never put a cart on a horse or anything so i I, I haven't
2: anyway. i haven't either but this is <laughs> one of those situations so the cart and the horse are rolling down somewhere and it's going to turn into a trolley it, problem, you know what you know, know it's
1: it's absolutely going downhill and there's not really much you can do to stop it uh, just say who so we it, are. Just say who we are. Yeah. Uh, well, hello, and thank you for listening to the Science Enthusiast Podcast. My name is Dan Broadman, and as always, I'm joined by the. This is this is different than what we normally say here. There's a lot more words. <laughs> the Scully to my Mulder, Natalie Newell.
2: Yeah. Hey, I, I just was thinking of good duos, and that was the first that came to mind. So
1: there's but but I'm not M- Mulder was a. Low key conspiracy theorist though. He wanted to believe everything. Right? Or do I have it backwards? It's been forever since uh, uh since he, the mid nineties. He
2: he wanted to believe and <laughs>
1: actually you and can, he you can and he was actually very easily measure how much time it's yes. been since the mid nineties. It's been about twenty. And he was right years. though.
2: He wanted to believe and he was right, and then Scully was skeptical of all of the weird stuff. But Mulder was right because aliens. You don't I believe in aliens, my, though.
1: I, I, well, I just pulled my damn mic stand out like I did last night before we started recording. That was, that's, good, that's good podcasting. God damn it, Broadbent.
2: <laughs> that is, <laughs> this is expert podcasting right there. Oh, um, gosh. Yeah. Add that to the pile of reasons. Um,
1: <laughs> right. We I mean, I, I, I have no doubt that aliens exist somewhere. Just law of probability would yeah, would, sure. would say that. I mean, you look at, I can toot my own horn it, on the, on the YouTube page. I posted a video of, uh, just a, sh- it's a short, I think six second time-lapse I did of the center of the Milky Way galaxy that I, I took, uh, but a week and a half ago, I guess.
2: Yeah, and, those are awesome photos. And you look
1: at you look at all those all those stars there. Just in our galaxy alone, you, and then you consider how many other galaxies there are and how many stars there are. I don't know how you you can't come to the logical conclusion that somewhere, uh, you know, proteins have congealed into into something and then that something turns into something more complex and something more complex and then you have a, you know any any kind of life so uh, anyway that's a topic of a whole other podcast that that we we should have with 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 somebody do we know any uh i don't even know what what the, what would that title be astrobiologist
2: i Astro- i don't i don't know but if you know, and ast- if you about.
1: are an astrobiologist, I don't know if I'm making up that term or not. I hope that you're just.
2: Ma- I hope that you're just making that up, and that th- I don't know actually, that it's not that it's actually there's- a wooey thing or something. It's, like, it's you
1: know, <laughs> right? Like, no, not astro- <laughs> astrobiologist I'm, I'm No, a, not I'm that. an astrobiologist,
2: biologist. So I,
1: there's a there, there's a better word for it, and I can't. I th- I think I'm close to it, but I can't recall what the. I think it might even be astrobiologists. Might, i i'm gonna i'm gonna go i'm gonna go you know you can yell at me on social media for that if i'm wrong okay. uh <laughs> the, at least that'll be something new but but yeah i i mean i just i just don't see how that's not uh but but at any rate uh Anywho, we should we move should move on to our god of the week uh there is
2: we don't have one
1: there is none because There's- uh
2: because like, there literally is none, but also I I just didn't do a Google search for one this week I've been <laughs> I've been um I've been in Colorado just kind of enjoying myself in this beautiful like Narnia like place and have just been trying to where, think about other things
1: where where recreational marijuana is uh, legal so that I'm sure that has no impact <laughs> on the amount of work that has been accomplished on on, who, on your you, ends who are
2: you talking to I, would, I, we
1: that? can't confirm or deny you know i heard the just just uh, driving home from work today i heard on uh mm-hmm. npr talk about the origin of confirm or deny about the cia's like six-year-long plan uh to recover uh a russian submarine that had a, a horrible accident and, and sank three miles below uh below the surface of the ocean and and that's that's when they whenever the story broke six, like 6 months after the whole thing was was finished and they had uh, recovered at least half the sub uh they came out and said well it's in the media we can't confirm or deny and that was the first time they they used it so i thought that was that was a very interesting story and so It's an
2: interesting story and that's totally a, that's a applicable thing you know now. to i know that and it's applicable to what we're talking about with me being in this beautiful state, so <laughs> I will confirm nothing. And deny nothing. I confirm and nothing. <laughs> I confirm nothing, Dan. <laughs> and and with that, and speaking I guess of, uh, yeah, bring... speaking
1: of confirming nothing, yeah. <laughs> I that's well, and that's not meant to to disparage uh, our our guests that we have coming up here uh, on the interview. Of course, of course, we recorded the interview last night. We're recording this on Monday, the eighteenth, and. Um, I mean, we've, we've gotten feedback from the interview where, of course, we're talking to the uh, co-founder and uh, director of Mythicist Milwaukee, the, the MythCon, uh, the convention or the Myth Controversy, as, as you called it, uh, that's happening in two weeks, I believe, on September 30th in Milwaukee. And, of course, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. And... I, I, I didn't know really where I sat kind of going in to the talk with them on the issues mm-hmm. and after after the talk with them I still don't know where, where I'm at and after talking to people who uh, giving us feedback on the video and, and, and directly I, I still don't know really where, where I'm at because it feels like and I, we don't want to, I guess, tell you what to think or or how to think, of course. But it it feels like both sides are right, and both side, well, both sides aren't right, but neither side is wrong, uh, in the, in, in the discussion yeah. here, because it's we a lot of the interviews kind of focused around uh, this uh, guy who calls himself uh, Sargon of uh, a cat or Sar- something or Sargon another. Sargon
2: of a cod, but he does Akkad? have a real name, I'm Carl, Carl Benjamin. Carl yeah, Benjamin, yeah. Carl Benjamin is his and, is his human name.
1: <laughs> his human form, and <laughs> it's 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 hard to I think kind of in you know you maybe maybe you as a listener can figure it out as as uh, you listen to it, and I think part of it is we have so much so much outrage from people and and rightfully so in so, in a lot of instances uh, a lot of outrage that then. Kind of clouds our judgment on other things, and we we maybe sometimes see things that aren't there uh, in some of the things that he says, or we interpret things in in a way where we make assumptions about that. And and I'm not saying it's it's wrong or, or right. Uh, I'm just saying I don't know how how I feel about that, and I I maybe want to see what happens, and if mm-hmm. if if <laughs> you know if it is the the shit show that a lot of people are afraid that it's going to be. And if I go and it ends up being a a Nazi training camp and I come back and I'm a Nazi, uh, you know, tell us, I I would love to know that, (laughs) you know, know, love to know that, you know, I was right, wrong, uh, sideways in between or, or whatever it is. But I, I, I think there's, there's just, it's coming from like they say in the interview, there's a lot of hyperbole surrounding it. There's a lot of just, just, fear and anxiety uh and it's i'm not denying that that's not that's not misplaced in in a lot of instances but there's also a lot of instances where uh you know things that things that they said haven't gotten a fair shake and it just doesn't it's it's just not 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 a productive way to go about things i think
2: well i'm for one i guess interested to see what actually happens um as I know I've said in this interview and other times like I I hope that Thomas Smith intellectually destroys Carl on stage. Um and I'm interested to talk to you Dan and anybody and any of our other friends that go and participate. I mean, we have Faisal and Melissa are going to be there, you know, doing their thing and just to hear about it after the fact and to to talk to to Sean and Brian afterwards too to see you know what their reflections on the whole thing are from the way everything happened to how the event mm-hmm. ends up getting executed and perhaps if if they would do anything differently in the future right. looking back but i i have to i guess i mean i just me personally want to thank you know Sean and Brian for at least talking to us about this um i know it's hard when people are saying a lot of shit and, yeah. and, and then starting to direct it more towards that. And in this case, I'm talking about directing it towards them as people. Um, I know that that probably is difficult. And, and, and that for me in these situations is, is where it, you know, the human side of things makes it a little bit challenging too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and, that, that, that's and, just and me being talked... a little candid about that. So
1: and yeah, yeah and, we, and we talked for uh maybe maybe 15 minutes or so uh after the actual interview itself uh not on this episode uh that's uh we i uploaded that already to the uh patreon page so if you're a patron you can go uh check out that video right now or i think it might uh i'm, I'm not sure if it if the rss feed how that works i'll have to look into that but uh, we'll we'll get that get that going and that and that's something we're going to try to work on doing uh with, with every episode every interview kind of have a, a breakdown our breakdown at least of what was said or uh, any any thoughts that we have so yeah we'll i guess i guess have a break maybe possibly maybe. if
2: blog talk radio whatever <laughs> you want to do we're, 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 we're talking to blog talk radio as if it is our Listen, podcast overlord I, I talk to it as if it's a real thing so blog talk radio you do your thing we'll be back doing our thing with the MythCon guys All right, tonight on the Science Enthusiast podcast, we are joined by Sean Frasick and Brian Edward from Mythicist Milwaukee, the organizers of the Myth Conference, Myth Information Conference. Um, Welcome, guys, to the podcast.
0: Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. All
2: right, so um, I guess we have a lot to talk about tonight, but, um, um, you know, just, you know, just yeah little little stuff about your conference. yeah conference that that, nobody that, on the internet has been talking about no about um, um, at all right. lately. So, um for anybody who is unfamiliar with why we might be here or what your conference is about, um, can you speak a little bit to the about your organization, the origin of Mythcon, and you know, just kind sure. of lay some groundwork for us?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. so we started uh, Mythicist Milwaukee a little over four years ago. And in the beginning, we wanted to do a couple of things. We wanted to, A, bring a secular uh, presence to Milwaukee because that was severely lacking. Mm -hmm. And we also wanted to help normalize and popularize the term atheist because, you know, even today, even after all, you know, decades of – especially in the West – of. People trying to normalize atheism. When you say you're an atheist, a lot of people say you know it's taboo or that's weird or whatever. So we 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 were always looking for different ways of making that happen. And you know we've we've done a lot. We do podcasts, we do videos. We got the movie coming out. Um, You know we've worked with celebrity talent. We lined up the Wu Tang Clan for the Reason Rally. We've partnered (laughs) with Eric Andre and Hannibal Buress and actually lined up atheists to be on their live show. Um, you know, we work with, like, directors in Hollywood and comedians, and, you know, we've we've lined up com- comedy shows and stuff, but we always bring it back to atheism, so we always try and tie it in, because we're always trying to bring in mainstream audiences into this world to grow the interest in what we're talking about, and, uh, you know, with the the conference, we started off, We you know, we had Killer Priest that one, you know, we, we also partnered with a lot of atheist personalities that you guys know and have had on the show and stuff, so Really, what we're trying to do is, we're always trying to make it fun, make it entertaining, but also grow it and make it, you know, bring people into the fold that have influence outside of this world and uh, can can draw some interest in it. And with this latest conference, one of the things we've done over the years, one we we've we've been told, you know, conferences are dying. There's interest. uh, There's not a lot of interest in these anymore. People don't want to travel. Things of that nature. And so we're always looking for what's different. So, with this conference, what we did instead of looking outside um, to the major celebrities and trying to bring them in, we decided to look inward and say, you know, who are some people that we can bring to the table that could inspire interest uh, in, this, in this type of event? And, you know, when we looked at Armored Chu and Sargon, we're looking at three people that have been insanely successful in building their own platforms to the point where they have millions of followers and millions of subscribers why not partner with these people why not bring them in and, and try to obviously you know bring interest back into what we're doing and uh, you know love them or hate them they've been extremely successful in what they've done so that was kinda the idea with this and then also you know we wanted to talk about Islam in the age of Trump and we also wanted to do our movie premiere and funnily enough we we're writing our press releases around the debate on Islam in the age of yeah. Trump. Cause we thought that was going to be the controversial thing. Um, we Ooh, had no idea. Cause we've you
2: been were wrong. Yeah. A, a, a <laughs> little bit, a little bit.
0: Um, yeah. So like for seven months, I mean, this docket has been on, this, these speakers have been on the docket for seven months and, you know, we haven't had any interests whatsoever in the conference as far as from a controversial standpoint. We're trying to push the narrative with the movie and then with the Islamic debate between Faisal and Asura. And Osra is fantastic. And we're bringing a Muslim to an atheist conference, which, again, you would think would be kind of controversial but isn't, I guess.
3: One that also admitted that she voted for Trump.
0: Yeah. And she's a woman who voted for Trump. I mean, she's a fantastic person. We love her. But when you think controversy, that yeah. seems pretty controversial. You know, I just, and
1: I just have so many questions. Yeah,
2: exactly. Based, based exactly basically, why exactly. times ten. Like exactly,
0: but, exactly. And yeah. and before I forget, I just want to bring up one point because we're getting criticized for bringing quote unquote atheist celebrities like Aaron Raw and Carrie and Fitzgerald and all these people putting them on the sideline. Well, that wasn't our thought process. They're in the movie, and when people when there movie rollouts for the red carpet premieres, you bring the people that are in the movie. To see the movie.
3: On its opening day, right. Right. We're kind of following a very, like, a long, respected yeah. tradition. So we're
0: trying to make a red carpet event. And, again, bring something unique to the atheist world. How many movie premiere, red carpet premieres do you see? Um, so, yeah, just that kind of is the baseline there. That's kind of who we are and what we do and why we do it.
2: So I hadn't really heard about MythCon very much just because I'm I'm not always in tune with like everything that's going on until on, you know, Sean and we connected to book Ron for our show. And so, you know, that was just kind of an aside. I I knew you started following Mythicist Milwaukee on Twitter, but then I started noticing um, tweets about your conference in the context of there are these, you know, I guess for better or worse, they're kind of called YouTube shitlords and stuff like that um, um, by people on twitter and the internet um and i i had no idea who some of these people were like i didn't know sargon and shoe on head and armored skeptic until i started looking a little bit um into some of the criticism that you guys had started receiving and that's been that's been what for some weeks now that we're nearing a month right now yeah Okay, all right. So I'm I'm sure you haven't yeah. been keeping track of <laughs> all, this, all this stuff, but but so so I I look I looked them up a little bit because I really had no idea um, the context of any of this. I noticed that Sargon is on stage with Thomas Smith, somebody who who I really. Respect. I know Dan listens to to Thomas too on his shows. And... Well, in
1: in 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 future friend of, of our show, I think we have him oh, both so next week. Yeah. yeah.
2: So so yeah. so I saw that and was like, okay, this maybe that's something kind of interesting because here's somebody Sargon who I would say, from what I've seen, probably probably not somebody who I share a lot of common. Um
1: not somebody I would want to have a beer okay, with. Okay, yes.
2: So that. Thank you that. But <laughs> but next to Thomas who I think has mm. some really strong ideas and I thought that was an interesting pairing that you guys did because here's a way to have two different individuals, you know, just in front of a, an audience. And like let's let's see what happens, right?
3: Because yeah. we're talking about kind of cultural politics here. And I think that Sargon and Thomas Smith, they're the cultural political opposite. So you don't want somebody who's kind of like 10 degrees one way and only five the other way. But So however, whatever number you want to put at it, I think they're on kind of opposite ends, but to the
0: same degree. Within the political mainstream, both of them, but, um, but, are, but are opposite. Yeah, and I personally don't like right, left, up, down, center. Yeah. I, I think... You know, we're all individuals, especially in this world. We tend to be more individuals as far as what, you know what our thoughts are. I like to take a little bit from all sides, you know, and and incorporate that into you know my perceptions. And having two people on that don't necessarily uh, agree is a good way of seeing maybe you do agree with you know something Sargon says, or you do agree with Thomas, you know, and you just didn't know. Right, and you want to find as much common ground as you can, and that's right. a good starting point for talking about disagreements.
2: And so. I think you know something that i I think i want to go to a little bit further down the line is some of the criticisms and object like the particular objections people have to some of these personalities but i guess i'm i'm also curious about you know all of this the public objection to your guests how i mean was their conversation brought to you personally to you know to have people say listen like People don't feel necessarily safe in a sense with these kind of ideas and personalities on display. Was this brought to you personally, or what kind of how did you kind of know about this feedback?
3: We kind of wish it would have been like uh, brought to us personally. We have our email and and phone number on the website, but rather than that, we we just got blasted on Twitter, Mm -hmm. Um, just absolute blasted. Um, No one approaching in a way that wants to have real dialogue. Here are my concerns. It's just kind of ad hominem insults. How dare you? How could you? You're a white nationalist. You're a Nazi. How dare you do this? Generally, people are not going to respond nicely when you're engaged in that way. So we didn't engage those, but rather um, before... Anyone really asked us our opinion they were trying to de platform yeah. our guests by calling our venue
0: yeah, literally writing emails to the venue, which again, you know we're, our whole thing is about normalizing atheism and bringing that to milwaukee and we 've partnered with the number one venue in Milwaukee, which is the historical paps theater, just to have them you know d- to allow us to have an atheist conference there is. Really sends shockwaves in Milwaukee of saying, like, this is something that's, you know, we can talk about this. And not, you know, not only, as Brian said, did they come to us, they went right above our head, went to the venue, started telling them Nazis were going to be there. And and this is right after Charlottesville. And citing fake news, yeah, no s- doubt. Citing fake news. We, we have the emails. Citing false claims, citing, you know, all of these terrible things to the point where Brian and I had to then meet with the board of the PAB. So there's seven people on the board. And we had to have a special meeting with them. This doesn't happen. And uh, they uh, essentially said, "Hey, are you bringing Nazis here or what?"
3: (laughs) They wanted to look us in the eye. Yeah, and and, then and
0: and after that, then they you know they are continuing to move forward with us. They're supportive of what we're doing. But the requirement was that we had to spend an additional three thousand dollars plus for. Uh, security, just to have Milwaukee police outside because of these uh, threats.
3: So we are the first atheist conference, at least to my knowledge, to have a police presence there um, because of other atheists. So yeah. it wasn't it wasn't the Westboro Baptists that are coming at us; it's other atheists.
0: Yeah.
2: So can I can I ask then it, the because I think for me looking at this situation, part of what strikes me as as slightly problematic is I mean I just wish that the actual conversation between people on the one side that was opposing it and you had happened.
1: Well, yeah. And, and even then, and even then has, has anybody, like anybody that's voiced concerns publicly, have they talked to you directly um, but, about uh, it? Well,
0: I will say a couple of our speakers have, have shown us the professional mm-hmm. courtesy. And again, mm-hmm. uh, they've been on the docket for seven months, which is kind of funny. I've had many communications with everyone involved, uh, several emails, several, you know, Many communications, and you know, okay, I get it. Maybe they didn't realize until now, but they have. So, we have had a couple of our professional contacts say, Hey, this is you know, this is my concern, and given us a chance to explain what we're trying to do and why we're doing it. Um, but the critics online, no, there, there were a few
3: that emailed privately, and um, we answered all of those. And yeah. the, but, several, they, not, not the critics, well, not the, the there critics. were a few the, polite,
0: there were a few polite critics people, that emailed us right. directly. Yeah, then you kind of regular. Yeah, just regular. Yeah, yeah average not, Joes not and Janes. mini-bosses, as I like to call and them. And
3: many of those, I, I had several exchanges back and forth, and they said, oh, oh, that's cool, that's interesting. Yeah. In fact, the biggest misconception was, why are you putting Sargon on stage? No, but nobody seemed to look at the website and find out that it was actually a
0: debate with Thomas Smith. And, Ever- Dave, and Dave Rubin was our first choice, and Dave had to unfortunately cancel Correct. a month in. Dave Rubin was well, initially going to talk Dave to Rubin. Thomas okay. Smith, yeah.
3: but then Dave Rubin had to cancel, so we replaced Dave with Sargon. So now it's Sargon Smith.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and so nobody looks. Me, I mean, oh, ske- we're
3: skeptics. We're skeptics, and like everyone just took what they heard at face value without just going to a website <laughs> a quick fact check. Yeah.
2: I guess you know, as I because I've I've read through a lot of different comment threads and and tweets and all of that. As you know, this has all been happening. And, and I guess the, the one, the criticism that I see that I guess strikes me as the one that I don't know, just kind of sucks the most. And I want to hear what you guys have to say is when people say that, you know, because these people have ideas, you know, kind of anti-feminist or not friendly towards LGBT community. And I see people who, you know, who I, who I know and, and respect, um, you know, friends kind of saying it's not an environment that would make them feel safe. That those are the ones that I'm just like, oh, fuck, you know, because then I know you guys and from a personal level know that that's not you. Right. And so I guess I want to talk about the idea of, of platforms and, and what and I guess what your thinking is and how you do respond to people when they say, listen, I find these ideas sort of toxic or whatever or however they want to describe it. And even
1: it. Yeah, and, and and even the fact that while, you know, maybe we are twenty percent in alignment with, you know, things that he thinks uh like, you know, there are no gods and and things like that, um, you know, the the other parts, you know, the the twenty percent that we violently oppose uh, you know disqualifies him from or or not just him in particular, of course, but disqualifies this person from even being deserving of having this platform
3: okay that and that's, it's those are we 've heard that a lot and and we respect all criticism that are they're coming in, but I would return the question and say what what if it were Christians that were saying i can 't believe that you 're bringing in these atheists which happen right what the what would you say if someone said well, you know this this is this I feel very uncomfortable in this okay. environment if it were again was just a Christian asking you, you know come on th- right. this well, is a primarily Christian community yeah. you were bringing in people that deeply offend us they, they make us feel scared
0: right. well I, I think it's there's two uh, elements to that first of all, we've vetted uh, armored shoe and yeah. uh, Sargon's videos, and we don't feel that that uh, yeah. criticism is legitimate they are for egalitarian rights they um uh, you know they are for lgbt uh, community rights and all all the all the stuff on the left you know they call themselves liberals and um and a lot of the videos they have now they are critical of extremes and that's you know people can make an argument that okay maybe they're not uh is willing to accept the extreme side of the left but you know everyone has their right to an opinion but secondly what i want to say there too is the fact that um, platforms, and we have platforms, these people have over millions and millions of followers. Sargon was just on Joe Rogan, and I work with Joe Rogan's booker. I've, I I, actually got, I was targeted by Scientology because I lined up Ron Miscavige for um, uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, and the church came at us hard. And um, so I know twofold that it, Joe just doesn't book anyone because it's almost impossible to get someone on the show. And secondly, um, you know, what these, the vitriol that we're receiving is nothing in comparison to Scientology. It's just bizarre. But when, when we talk about platforms, um, uh, they have their own platforms. Why are we so scared of bringing them to the PAPS? The PAPS has 1,300 seats. These people have millions of followers. They don't need us. They don't need to be at this conference. They can just do what they're doing and not talk to anybody on the other side if they wanted to. But they're actually willing to come and exchange ideas. I think that's that's what we should be supportive of.
2: So so you do genuinely think that they are willing to talk and listen? Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. And the reason why I know this is I've watched um, when we were looking at this and I we can make the extreme vetting joke, but I – I'm very familiar with these YouTubers. And a lot of people think on YouTube it's only anti-social justice. And I hate this label, social and anti, because I don't think that's appropriate. But let's say pro-social justice and skeptics mm, of social sure. justice. People think that YouTube is just full of skeptics the side. When that's not true, there's a, there are contrapoints, H-Bomber guy, Steve Shives is even online. But there's a whole bunch. But I say contrapoints, H-Bomber guy, um, uh, Francesco Ramsey. And others. Now, there's a lot of others, too. You know, uh, Sargon, um, Armored and Shoe. There's Bearing. There's a lot of people. But they're having these discussions. CounterPoints just three days ago, or three or four days ago, has had a one-hour um, discussion yeah. with Sargon. Mm-hmm. And it was fantastic. In fact, there are other YouTubers that have trimmed it down and have a best of yeah. that. And that has a ton of views. Um, Eli Bosnick, who is definitely, I would say, social justice warriors, talking to Bearing. From Australia, and they've had good conversations. So these conversations are happening they're online. they already happening. Why are they allowed not to happen in a conference? To me, I think it's even better when you have the human factor of being next to somebody. I think it's even better than...
0: And allowing others or... to be a part of that conversation. There's large amounts of time for Q&A. There's a VIP party where people can talk with mm-hmm. them. They would not show up if they weren't ready to discuss. Or they would show up, do their thing, and leave. And that's not what they're doing. They're, they're part of all the events and all of the... You know, everything that's going on. So they're not they're not, you know, yeah. running away. And
3: know. those and it, yeah. when when you watch it, it's not like Fox News and they're screaming back and forth at each other. These are really good productive conversations. I, I'm watching much more YouTube conversations than I am CNN because it's just more productive.
1: And entertaining. Yeah. And I that's true. And I I think part of the part of the concern is that maybe and and I'm I'm not trying to take any sides here because I don't know a whole lot about Sargon and, and Armored and things like that. Uh, but I think part of it might be is it's viewed as an endorsement just just to have him and in in and, and right or wrong, uh, people may not know that there is that opportunity because i i didn't even necessarily know that there was going to be a lot of opportunity for uh you know questioning or or challenging those ideas so it's the uh the concern that these people have the platform and that an unchallenged platform uh that that looks like or at least comes off as an endorsement so just to just so i understand what you're because i'm going to be there in a couple weeks uh you said that there these people are, are are going to be able to, to you know they're going to have their their unchallenged uh time to, to talk or whatever but then there's going to be Q and A Q&A, like after each one or is that after the actual yeah, as i know it's only a one day thing
0: yeah both you you have it after okay. their talks and then also when okay. the halls and whatever and you know this narrative has come up now this is our fourth major conference we we've uh produced many, many events um this is our fourth major actual conference and uh this narrative of putting armor and shoe up there unchallenged, this makes zero sense to me. So my, I guess my retort to that is, okay, we have Ron up there talking about his time in the Church of Scientology. Am I supposed to get David up there to argue with Ron? Uh, we had kill a priest two years ago. Am I supposed to get the bone thugs and harmony up there to make sure that everything he's saying is accurate? The conferences give people, it doesn't matter who they are, A platform to talk for an hour or whatever based on whatever presentation they have. Now, conference organizers typically have the right to veto and approve things Mm -hmm. like that, but typically, Mm -hmm. and especially in our conferences, they say, this is what we want to talk about. We say, great, get up there and do it. So this whole being challenged on stages, this this debate uh, format that we've actually done is new. We've been toying with this. this. Again, Asura and Faisal is our debate this year. And then uh, the idea behind Thomas and Sargon was just to have a conversation, yeah. which is turning more into debate, which is fine. But to, to hold us to a standard of having to uh, challenge everybody on stage and none of the other conferences are doing that, I don't know where this, this started.
3: And I think that a lot of people are misconstruing the pol- political landscape. I mean, I can't just be tr- never have less the state of Wisconsin and call myself well-traveled. And if people think that um, these three, Armored Shoe and Sargon, are on the hardcore political right, they just simply don't understand the political right at all. Right. You know, that I, I roam all over. I've read ISIS's magazine, beak, right? I mean, the talk about as hardcore as you can get. I've been on Hezbollah Tahrir, which is an Islamist website. The browser clicks red for a second every time you go on. I know I'm being tracked. I've hopped on actual alt-right websites, like the Daily Stormer. I mean, you to read we're actual racists, real white nationalists that are anti-Semitic and truly believe that only white people can steward Western liberal democracy mm-hmm. and that somehow if they are not a majority, we lose civilization. Right. And, and this is ridiculous. Yeah. And they're, they're conflating people. They, they don't even understand conservatives. These right. people are left-leading liberals. They're center-left liberals. It's just they have a few points that may come off conservative. As it comes to social justice So to call them alt-right is simply to Not understand the political landscape
0: And to call us alt-right by association Makes even less sense But the other thing that I I think these critics Are sorely lacking in knowledge Is the entertainment world itself Uh, The best entertainers out there Have uh, controversial material. They're able to present things in a way that are controversial, but they're still funny. And the best entertainers do this and do this well. There's always a fine line between going too far and what's acceptable and funny. I mean, Bill Maher uh, lost a show on ABC. That's exactly who I was. Yeah. Yeah. Bill, yeah. Bill Maher lost a show on ABC after, you know, he made some uh, unfortunate jokes. What about, about Kathy Griffin? Uh, Kathy, Kathy Griffin. But even if you look at Jim Jeffries, David Cross, uh, Sarah Silverman, they've all said ridiculous things on stage, but that's a part of being an entertainer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, comedy and entertainment is a, is a really difficult art form, and you fail more than you succeed. And the fact that these three entertainers have created their own platform to the point where they have all of these people that watch them means that they're doing something right. These are entertainers, but they're also atheists that should be allies with us, that should uh, be, be in the conversation to help normalize and popularize atheism. That it's, a bo- it's the bottom line. Right. Um, and
3: is the Daily Show news or comedy? Or is it both? Right. I mean, it's yeah. both. And
0: I think a lot of the best
3: John people, um, whether you're a social justice John warrior Oliver. or a skeptic – the the most popular ones combine like their actual cultural politics and comedy.
2: Right. I get, and I guess you know because you, you talked about the entertainment factor, the fact that these people have have really cultivated quite an audience, and and then I guess it's it's a whole it's a whole other discussion. But then it's like you have this audience. What do you can you use that audience like for good or you know? do you are do you have any responsibility for the way your audience behaves like on the internet like i feel like a lot of the stuff that happened around you know this controversy is people on all sides just kind of behaving terribly on the internet and that and it's that's, yeah'
0: that's always day. a challenge for celebrities i mean you can use mm-hmm. your celebrity for good you can use your celebrity to you know share terrible ideas i mean um, one of the UFC fighters was on Joe Rogan's podcast not too long ago, Eddie Bravo, and he was talking about how he thinks the world is flat, the Earth is flat, and Joe Rogan rightfully <laughs> corrected him and said, "Listen, Eddie, you have a gigantic following when you when you share ideas that aren't like uh, factual or research because mm-hmm. you know he didn't know anything about it. He's just yeah, that's what I think." this is your responsibility as somebody that's a public figure to make sure that you have an argument and, and you know, facts to back up the things you say. So it, it's it's always been that responsibility of people with followings. You know, we can't control what people use their followings for. All yeah. we can do is bring them in and hopefully, you know, they, they see the benefit. And, you know, ironically enough, you know, we're bringing these people. We have uh, Asra and Faisal coming and talking about Islam. So, mm-hmm. you know, what, what are they doing with their audience? They're promoting a conference that wants to have a dialogue about Islam. Is that not something good that they're promoting? Yeah. And, you know, they're talking about Scientology and exposing that. They're using their platforms to advertise a conference that is willing to take on Scientology. Is that a good yeah. use of their platforms. I would agree, yes.
3: Yeah. We, we had um, Richard Carrier debate Justin Bass, and that was one mm-hmm. of our second conferences. And we specifically marketed to the religious because our, our social media reach is probably not going to catch a lot of religious. So we went yeah, to a ton yeah. of churches, dropped off flyers everywhere. And we, when we took our survey results, it looks like we, we broke about 70-30 or maybe 75-25. So we had a 25% mm-hmm. minority religious. But that's not so small that they feel outdone. And
2: yeah, yeah. not
3: only did everybody have a good time, everyone felt like I can exp- express my views. let do more of this. And there were people coming up asking questions, and they'd said, I'm a Christian. And then they would say, and someone, you, so everyone kind of announced where they were. But um, yeah. we actually yeah. got um, two Christians that joined our group after that. So, like, wow, yeah. and it, that, this was really, help, really helpful. I mean, that, that's...
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess it's... You never know where you could reach somebody and and I guess to to kind of say there's no hope to change minds and it's like then what's anybody doing
3: right yeah what's a-
2: you know like what's what's the point um of just talking to each other um and so so that's where that's where it's hard to I mean I don't know there's there's just so much around this whole thing but at the end of the day you have people on stage Exp- like themselves and their ideas exposed right there in front of an audience and so for me I guess my hope is alright you have you know Sargon and Thomas and it's them and their ideas and the audience and anybody who watches can take that in and you know either confirm things that they thought or you know I honestly like my, my bias is I, I hope Thomas does a fucking awesome job like that's and yeah. and that's me.
3: And that's great that you can admit it. And
2: that's I, that's I admit point. that that's I have either, a
3: libertarian like, bias. I I, I yeah. know it, and it's very important for all of us to like get out of that bubble. If I lived in a libertarian bubble, it would suck. Right, but the yeah.
0: this, I mean, it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go ahead,
2: Natalie, go ahead. And I like I just feel like Sean and I have have talked a bit over the past couple of weeks, and I've been on pretty honest with you the whole time of just my per, like where my personal bias is, and that's why this whole thing has been a little tricky for me because. I definitely personally skew more towards my views mirror those of like the SJW kind of, but I don't necessarily agree with every measure taken to try to do whatever to your conference, you know? So.
1: Yeah, we were, yeah, we I mean, and Natalie, that's why Natalie and I get along so well, is we, we are so consistent with so many so many of our, our views and it, our base was, and, and I mean, we, we we got tons of pushback when we said maybe we shouldn't punch people because of Mm -hmm. difference in ideology and and so i think i think it's it's things like that and just not not wanting but also just a fear of of promoting these ideas and and again i from what i've read from a few people like i know you mentioned eli who's friend of the show uh you know, he's talked about that a lot on, on on his social media, and a lot of the comments are, you know, why are we giving, you know, this platform to these people when we could promote other people's ideas? So, I mean, can you, can you speak to that a little bit? Like, why... Uh, you know, if, if these people are controversial, and I don't think controversy is necessarily yeah. a bad thing. Is like you said, that's how you can you are <laughs> getting a lot of free press <laughs> because of this within within the uh, atheist community. You
3: know, that John Stuart Mill quotes come in when when side, one side is using <laughs> a lot of abusive language. The other side feels like you can't express your opinion. So how right. do we know what opinions all these people in the atheist conscience really have? Right. If only one side is kind of allowed to be said, you can, you can right. bet that the, if people hold certain views, they're not speaking. Right. On. Well, I, I'll say this. I,
0: I have twofold answers for uh, two, two uh, ideas for you. So atheism has always been defended by um, being the, the side that uses thought and logic and reason. To battle arguments instead of violence. Religion over time, over millennia, has used ridiculous amounts of violence to force people to their will to believe what they believe, and it still happens all over the world. And now this narrative of atheists uh, advocating for violence... Is it, we're going to lose the moral high ground if if that is something that uh, is is becoming more popular, that's it. Then atheism is no different than religion. Yeah. Atheism was always able to be separated because we are not violent. We use our thoughts and you know facts to back up our arguments. And but if we if we become violent, that's it. It's over. But secondly, is tactics. Now, going into this experience, I I was like a newborn baby. I I didn't know SJW anti SJW up down left right. I just want to put on a good show. I want to popularize atheism. I want to bring people that are going to, you know, help spread that message. And going through this experience, I look at tactics. And I think tactics are really what's, what should be challenged in this whole situation. Now, for sake of argument, if we're going to say one side or the other side, let's say SJW, critics of SJW, whatever. Let's just say those are two sides. There's two sides there. One side has been very supportive and promoting us and been very professional and responsive and and helpful the other side has done nothing but um, slander us, call us names, bully us, send us uh, a ton of messages, cost us a ton of money. Um, It got to the point where my wife is a a professional PR person, and it got so bad because she was helping with a lot of the crisis management messaging and things like that from a PR standpoint. She got to the point where she just called me just bawling and saying, "I I can't take this anymore. What they're saying is really affecting me to that point. So if you want to win people over yeah. to your side, you have to start thinking about tactics. And I understand, and this is where I say this is self-serving for these critics, because um, you know, we believe in a professional approach of creating allies and working hard to foster relationships and working hard to you know, stay professional. And uh, it's a much easier to use your platform to attack and criticize and attack people that are bigger than you in order to increase your platform. And I say that these people are doing just this because, again, Thomas has been on Smith with Sargon for seven months. Instead of this other side saying, let me get behind Thomas. I hope Thomas wins. I hope he does well, blah, blah, blah. It's been.
2: I saw that I saw it's that not hyperbole. I mean, <laughs> that damn, I mean please don't go to Milwaukee and come back a Nazi because I don't think I can do the show anymore with you if you do I mean so please don't I
1: mean you never know oh open god. mind yada 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 oh my
2: god no but but that's
1: <laughs> see I laughed I laughed so you know I'm joking but that's
2: where that's where hyperbole just sometimes mm-hmm. it negates any any good argument that's there and I and that's where I feel like and I know I can probably be like easily criticized for seeming too middle of the road on things. But I just don't know that that level of hyperbole is going to win anybody anything. Right. Well, no, because, you're right. Because it just it,
0: makes you look ridiculous. Your arguments are now uh, a moot point when you start using that type of hyperbole and a lot of the hate speech that they're using towards it's a. Logical people, professional people, that and you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with being in the center. Honestly, I think it's a good thing to pull from all sides. But illogical people are going to see this type of uh, this narrative they've created and just say this is ridiculous and stop listening. And now you've just lost. They lost someone who who has uh, who puts on a conference who can host people um, and potentially host them. They've lost me completely, you know. But with their tactics, it's really really bad tactics. So.
3: Right, well, and you can't it, spit it in somebody's like
0: face and ask them on a date. That's you
3: can't do it.
2: <laughs> no. No, and it, it seems like this this whole issue, the controversy around it, has it, I don't know. I, I don't even know how to try to explain it, but it's people like posting Facebook statuses where it's pretty much like if you don't agree with me on this thing, <laughs> we're not friends anymore. <laughs> and I just I don't know I don't know how how people well, I mean, I guess I do, in a sense. And my One of my ideas about the internet is it's really easy to say these things, type them out, be a total badass, press enter. There it is. You don't have to have these conversations face to face. I'm talking about so many different things right now, probably, and not just this. Right. But, I was about to say. Um, but no, I and I think that that's where um, this, this has been a, an, a tricky issue to even think about because I... I care about it on the level of how it affects a lot of people, but also I'll admit again, bias that it bums me out how it affects you guys who I, you know, have now I've, I've been on your show, Sean, where, you know, we've become, I think friends and stuff. So yeah, it's hard to see. We're all about
0: making friends and you're right. Saying, saying this to someone's face, you don't, Mm -hmm. you don't say what they've been saying to someone's face. You don't, It, it doesn't happen. And, you know, and, and unfortunately, yeah, they hit enter. They go back to their realize where this doesn't affect them personally, but it affects right. others. And, yeah. You know, this type of bullying online, I can see, you know, if you're a teenager, if you're someone that's impressionable or someone with low self-esteem, this can really cause somebody to do something bad. And, it, and they, you know, right. it's yeah. on them. And this if, is online bullying.
3: And if you look at the statistics in Generation Z, um, there's there's a, lean, a right-leaning shift, and I think it's very much because of this.
0: Right, and we're, we're trying to set the precedent and set the tone of professionalism and professional courtesy. You, you know, we have thousands and thousands of these comments and notifications and mm-hmm. blogs and videos written about, you know, yeah. made about, and we are not retaliating. We're not going back and, you know, saying, you know, do, we're not utilizing their tactics because we think professionalism is missing in this yeah. world. And we're trying to kind of be that beacon yeah. to change that. It
3: really, that if you've watched Joe Rogan's interview with Brett Weinstein, do you know who Brett is?
2: uh yes, from Evergreen, the um, the professor. And yes.
3: his that that was absolutely a fantastic podcast. And actually, his his um speech moved me a lot because when when Joe said, you know, God, these guys are just crazy, and he said, no, they're they're not. There actually is a there's real social justice issues. In there, they're real. Mm-hmm. They're real. Don't mistake that. But that he absolutely agreed that this messaging is so toxic that not only does it not help social justice, it hurts it. And I would say to the social justice warriors, like that, help social justice calm down that rhetoric. Yeah, be,
0: you, uh, j- yeah. you advocate a change. Advocate, you know, the social justice warriors out there that we know and we are allied with and that are our friends, they really have an opportunity here to step up and start challenging these tactics that are being used by what I call the mini-bosses. There really is an opportunity here to challenge this, and say this is not how we behave, this is not how we're going to win people over, this is not how we win over hearts and minds. There really is an opportunity here for that, and um, I think that's the next thing. In the atheist world, everyone keeps asking, where's atheism going, where's this going? Mm -hmm. I think that's where we're trending is... Picking up the pieces now and yeah. becoming more professional as, as a movement. I've talked female. to a
3: lot of the fans of of our controversial speakers, which again I don't think are controversial. I t- emailed. I think the count is it's close to about a thousand, and that's a great. Uh, that's a nice small sample set. Like these are egalitarians. These people are not racist. These people are, it, feminist by definition. If you count egalitarian, equal rights, and opportunities for women. That, that fits some people's definition of feminism. So really what they're against is social justice overreach and bad tactics. I absolutely think these people would be allies um, if they could just stop being called racist and stop immediately having knee jerks and say, you know, I think this. But the fact is you, you're just saying you're not allowed to think that as opposed to why do you think that? Or, or Let's it's have okay a conversation. To, or it's
0: okay to disagree.
3: Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, and it is okay to disagree. I don't think that the political left – it will be would be a mi- good if it was homogeneous. If everyone was on the left, we're not going to have the best society. If everyone's on the right, we need a mix. The best, the best you want, the, you want those to get along. Take the best ideas of both and combine them. I mean, think about it in genetics. If you have a, a genetically diverse species, it, it it does very well. But cheetahs, for example, are the, are have gone through this terrible bottleneck, and they're they're genetically almost completely homogeneous to the fact where you can skin graft a cheetah from a zoo to something in the wild and it doesn't get it, there's no rejection because they're almost completely the same but their immune systems have no diversity either and that's why cheetahs are on the endangered list their their babies died so think about in ideas if we were completely homogeneous on ideas where are we
0: going to be right and i i guess i'll just close that that thought up with you know if if you're trying to deplatform people um, that you don't agree with, you're not very far from deplatforming people that you do agree That's with. That's true. And,
3: and there's a lot of social science that says that, you know, I, I very, the social justice warriors that say, you know, come on, people were born this way. You were born with that skin color. How, how dare you discriminate against them? I agree. But what they don't look into is the social science that says that there are genetic leanings to conservatism and liberalism. Is it fair to discriminate against somebody who's, Genetically biased to for conservatism, or is it fair to the right to bias against those that are genetically programmed to do this? You know, the, and you can look up the social science on this; that it's solid. And it seems like I feel the right often denies climate change science, but the left likes to deny certain social science. Like we, I don't think we're ever going to be homogeneous in ideas, and I don't think we should be. We just good need thing. to get along. Right?
2: No, they, there's never going to be a point where everybody agrees on everything that's not going to happen and and i think that you know seeing with, with your conference you're trying it seems like from what you're saying to put different ideas there and and let people showcase their opinion and hopefully encourage dialogue there was it seemed like a lot of people kind of saying you know seth andrews drop out of this thing because or you know don't show up because it's you know Ideas or whatever. But recently, right now, Seth is, is speaking. Yep. He is. He's going to be the
3: last speaker. So he's going to tie everything together. And mm-hmm. we gave him, mm-hmm. like we said, an uncensored microphone. And then we're going right into the movie, which I think everybody's going to be able to get behind.
0: And, and the other thing, too, you know, people think we're masterminds and we're some, some type of visionaries. Again, if you look at the lineup, we're talking about Scientology. We're talking about Islam in the age of Trump. We're calling Jesus a myth. And somehow YouTube entertainers <laughs> became the focus. Mm-hmm. Like how, how could we ever have predicted that, you know? So it's just bizarre. Yeah.
2: So at the end of the day, kind of the conference is happening. What, what do you hope, like when you are done and can reflect on that day, what are you hoping to think? Like, were the highlights of what happened in terms of the atmosphere, the, the, Conversations, all of that. Like what, what do you hope after all this shit has settled and you put on a conference?
3: Well, hopefully people will say that was freaking awesome, but that I, what I really want is a lot of conversations and people to look at somebody else and they're having fun. And then they want, they say, well, what, what do you think? What, what side are you on or whatever? And thinking, Oh, wow, I thought you were on the others to see this humanity for, for the person to say, I lean SJW. Oh, I don't, I'm an armored fan. But, wow, you're pretty cool. I, I like you. Let, can we have a conversation? Or even, I don't agree with you on anything on these cultural politics at all, but you're, you're a pretty good person. I mean, that would do a lot into really getting the dialogue. I'm, I'm convinced that there are a lot of social justice causes that could be, really be helped by this, in so much as that if we can clear this fog, of this acrid fog of, of nastiness, people get together and say, guess what, there's racism in the Baltimore poli- Police Department, systemic racism, let's deal with that, as opposed to saying Whitey is the problem. You know, that it, there are pockets of systemic racism, but I don't think it's everywhere. Because you know to say that it's everywhere, and somebody's running a business organization, and I know for sure it's not in my organization, but yet I'm being told that I have privilege and it's everywhere, and it, I'm blind and I can't see it because I have unconscious bias. I mean that that turns people away. In fact, that the, even the science on unconscious bias is extraordinarily weak. And if you look look at if you actually talk to the professors that are looking at this literature, it's very new. It, you, we can't draw conclusions from it yet to say that it's scientific is it's a stretch
0: Cyn- uh. cynically i'd say i hope there are protesters because of the amount of money that we had to spend on it um but um yeah i don't think i honestly don't think that's going to happen yeah. but I, I what i do hope is uh the message of someone like Asr Namani who's about um uh reforming islam and uh you know making some real change in there and you know giving faisal the opportunity to you know share his thoughts on how that should happen or you know on apostasy in itself in Islam because I think that is something that we should still be talking about yeah. instead of again YouTube entertainers um, so hopefully that comes to the fore- forefront um, Ron's story on Scientology and just how uh, the cult operates and getting more um, more people behind that effort to really expose and help you know what Leah and Mike uh, Mike Rinder and Leah Remini are doing. Uh, expose what's happening in the church and uh, all of the human rights violations that do happen in there. Right. Um, I hope that, you know, Melissa Chen has the opportunity to share again, you know, what, what her thoughts are on enlightenment values and armored and Shu have a good time at their first conference uh, experience and uh, Sargon and Thomas, that it's a good conversation. Um, I honestly do, you know, with kicking and screaming, a lot of times, When you're on the cutting edge, uh, you get a lot of this, and, uh, you know, people have to come kicking and screaming. Um, I truly think that conferences that follow this will start to look like this, because um, these are, this is what people are talking, is what people are talking about. This is these social topics, you know, this is, this is where we're, we're kind of, as a country, we're all trending um, toward, and, uh, you know, the atheist movement has obviously been affected as well, and, uh, we need to have these conversations and we, I hope we can show people that it can happen yeah. safely, sanely and uh, yeah. you know, also having a good time with to it. Disagree,
3: too. Yeah, to disagree sanely and I really feel like to, to address the, the conversation of but this is worrisome to marginalized groups. We, we've talked to those that feel that, well, these speakers uh, make me feel unsafe because that they're kind of putting down entire groups of people. That's that it, it, Trans folks for uh, For existence will say But you know that Shuan uh, Head is said two genders before Actually she's she's evolving on that But they're, they're all accusing Shuan out Of being transphobic Yet her best friend is a trans person And now either way if you look at it um, I would say most people Let's say it's 90% of trans people Are social justice warriors What about that other 10% that feel differently you know, aren't we just, disc- and we say that, well, they can't share their views. Aren't we just discriminating against a different minority? I mean, on YouTube, I know two or four trans people who are social justice warriors, Kat Black and Zinnia Jones, both on the social justice side, but also Blair White and Theron Meyer are both on the other side. And they've done, all four of them have done so much to normalize trans, to help get people from not thinking that's weird or, you know, like trans people are up against violence, they're, they're, they have high suicide rates, but if you think about it, like is Blair White, or I mean is Keplak and Zinnia Jones going to convince a lot of Republicans but, but um, Theron and Meyer and Blair White who both voted for Trump they have something in common, have a lot better chance of convincing those on the right to accept trans to, to accept trans people is wow, okay, yeah, it's just cool like and to say that Blair White just hates herself because she's trans and she voted for Trump is is to be ridiculous. Like they're all doing good work, and I think that when you talk about people as groups, no group ever is is thinking the same thing. Everything's divided politically, and if you're going to say all groups like this just because they're majority, believe this, you're just discriminating against a different minority.
0: Yeah, and I think too. To, as my last thought on this, I I hope <laughs> what I hope comes out of this conference is that. We'll call them the SJW people. I hope they learn a lesson, and I hope there's people on that side that see the mistakes that these mini-bosses have made and do something to start correcting their tactics because it's not going to work, um, and it's not going to win over hearts yeah. and minds.
3: And and I would say to those, right, on the other side, to consider some of the arguments because there there are cores of truth within social justice that yep. are simply not being heard because they come off so offensive. And and to talk to those on the social justice side that really will sit down and have a conversation with you and really get at what they are, and I bet you could find yourself some allies. Yep.
2: Yeah, I mean I, I think that there that there are a lot of important conversations that are still to be had. I mean I, I know personally like I do feel like some sort of you know I hate to say it, like everybody's a little bit racist but I I kind of I feel a little bit more like that but
1: well it's it's more I, th- I think it's it's not racist bias. it's yeah in, just implicit bias and I think denying denying the existence of institutionalized racism but, but I mean, I'm just this saying is a, yeah longer, but another podcast but I, I take I will say I I take issue w- with that, and we can talk about that later because we're, I know we're – But yeah, right, I was 100. just
2: going to say there are so many conversations that I think need to happen as long as people can come at it from a place of let's talk instead of yell, whether that's typing in caps lock or literally yelling at each other. And I think if what you guys are trying to do is provide and- a platform for that sort of dialogue, like – Yeah. I – you know, You okay. share
3: the vision of MythCon. That, that's exactly what we're trying to do. I don't look at those that don't share my views as my enemy. I, the only people I would look at as enemies is those that refuse to allow me to state them yeah. and, and those that don't want to discuss them. And I love talking to people that don't share my political views. and I that, that, That's my most fun conversation. It would be so boring
0: in a bubble. And I wanted to thank you guys again for the professional courtesy. Instead of going out there and writing blogs on who, you know, what you think we are, Giving us the actual courtesy of coming to talk to us and, and allowing us to explain who we are and you know, there needs to be more of that so mm-hmm.
2: yeah because obviously it's like you know we we, de- we have points of probably some disagreement, but at the end of the day, I wouldn't say, cancel your conference, disinvite people, whatever whatever it's more how can we all do our best to create a dialogue that's productive. Yes, and yes, exactly. and have that be the goal, you know, of of all of us. And um, yeah,
3: that's why we. And made I, I know that's probably
2: too, I don't know, cliche and whatever. But and I know I speak from my own place of privilege with that too. So. I guess I acknowledge that. Well, yeah,
3: also, sign
0: the peace pledge. I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm
3: sorry for interrupting, but yeah, sign. Check out the peace pledge. Um, of Milwaukee. We tweeted it out on on the website as well, and we kind of outline what we think are the the rules of engagement for for good constructive. I mean, no
0: violence, no harassing, no you know none of that, and just being willing to listen to ideas, even though you don't necessarily right. agree.
3: Recognize that we all have emotions, and that's okay, but don't yep. let them take control of you. You know, be able to restate the other person's position in a way that in which they would agree.
1: Well, yeah. I I mean, I am not. I'm looking for I'm looking for a fist fight when I go there. I mean, <laughs> I paid my money, I booked my hotel. Uh, both Friday and Saturday night. Uh, got VIP tickets, so I am I'm looking to see see some punching happening because that's that's what we're all about, right?
3: Well, you're gonna like see the debate, but again, there's rules of engagement in the debate, right? No punching below the belt, I'm, no I'm rabbit joking. punching, <laughs> I, th- that uh, kind of thing. No, but you're gonna see some vigorous dialogue up there. If you think right. that it's gonna be a, a walk in the park with Thomas Smith and Sargon, um, yeah, you're. It, it's, gonna be it, it, it's it's gonna be a, a vigorous debate, but they're, you know, it's gonna be a constructive one. Right. So you're gonna get yeah, you're gonna get a, a a fair a fair fight, if you will. You know, but I wouldn't call it a fight. You're gonna see a good dialogue with some, you know, a spirited debate. Is that is that fair?
2: I think so. I think that's probably fair. And um no, we, we appreciate you guys also, you know, coming on and talking to us about this. And I know this is, you know, the kind of conversation at the end of which probably maybe some people watching are like oh yeah that makes sense i'm happy there are probably people who are not satisfied it's but that's life isn't it and the internet's a dumpster fire and the we, yeah
1: and perhaps this is this i don't Um, Sorry to interrupt. I I just I don't want us to to, to close out here without me uh, having having said this. So this is this is I don't expect you guys uh, to answer for this because you're obviously not Sargon. So maybe this is more of an open letter, open, open question uh, to him. Um, And again, this is just me not knowing a whole lot about him. And so I'm not trying to not cast judgment on him. I just want to know why the fuck uh, you feel it's appropriate to tell somebody that on Twitter that you're not going to rape them. So uh, if, I mean, you can reach out to us, Dan, at com, or, you know, we can hang out and and, and talk about it. I, I just want to know why or how um, that's, that's appropriate or acceptable uh, to say to, to anybody. So again, this is not directed towards uh, you guys as the org- organizers. That's just kind of just an open question. Open,
3: and in the spirit I, I, I of Mythcon you'll I, 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 be able to ask that yeah.
0: question and, and you will be able to right. answer ask that question but I guess you know again n- people in the entertainment world have said things made bad jokes made really bad But you know.
1: that is that is beyond bad jokes that is that is
0: it's a bad it's okay, a bad it's attempt at humor
1: not, not acceptable yeah. behavior in in any sort of civilized society any sort of intelligent uh discussion that's that's beyond um I mean, I mean, I, I didn't yeah, have, yeah, I, 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 place, I saw, I, I, yeah, I saw, like, I, I, something else more recent that that was kind of, I, the uh, Bill Maher using the N word. Um, I, I would not do that. Uh, and I understand why people are upset about that, but I see that I see what he was trying to do, and and I, I can kind of understand where where his mind was, trying to be edgy like that, and also making a joke at the expense of the person that was there. But things things like that, like saying uh, that i wouldn't rape you um i i, d- I just want to know what 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 the thought be- behind that is and we should be able to ask so. those
3: questions and that that's a fair one
2: so so dan you will be there and yeah. if you have the chance can you please ask that question and i
1: i I, I, would, back? I, I, I plan on it
2: awesome so this is part yeah, of this. Yeah, we, we talked. We've been talking for an hour, and we've thing. and we've
1: not talked about your website, your social media, <laughs> or, or anything like that. So we are. So let's close are, on that. Okay, yeah, a cool. Bad let's... bad show here. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. So where, <laughs> yeah.
2: where, can we, where, can... where
0: can we find you? But well, well, that's a good way to end. Yeah. yeah. So uh, mythicismilwaukee.com dot on Twitter at mythicismke Facebook mythicismilwaukee. Uh Just type in mythesis. We're pretty much the first hit on Google uh, for the most part. So um, yeah, that's all of our stuff
2: all right well thank you guys for coming on the show and you'll see dan pretty soon wish i could be there to meet you guys in person but i'm sure we'll have a chance at another time yeah
1: absolutely yeah thanks for having we'll us we'll miss time, you
3: guys. natalie but looking
2: forward to meet you dan yes yeah. thanks a lot thank you guys for for doing this absolutely You're thanks welcome. for having us and yeah
1: no, we're, it's and pleasure again you is know, really it's it's if you if you
0: want to find out just ask right <laughs> i mean yeah so we yeah. really appreciate it yeah.
1: Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. If you enjoyed listening, please consider leaving us a five-star rating on iTunes or Stitcher or do whatever fancy app you millennials are using or is it Y or Z or I do, what what letter I, are we on we're, now? We're
2: millennials. It's no, I think it's just straight up millennials.
1: I was let's just, let's we that, right? I think we are the same age. No, so I think I was told we are Zennials. We are we are too too early for millennials but we're too late to be Gen, gen X. So we're zinnials because I hate labels. Uh,
2: I hate I'm I hate labels at this point. Well,
1: why do you Why do you think my damn page and podcast are called Science Enthusiast Podcast? Because I was like, I don't fucking know <laughs> what to call this. So we'll do that. It has the word science in it, so people people will be like, Oh, I like science, and en- enthusiastic, and then we give you a little dose of atheism every time. So, uh, boom. Uh, we dose it. We dose achieved. the science. We we trick stuff. you. Yeah. That's uh, it's our form of clickbait. But if you have exactly. all, <laughs> you have comments or suggestions, you can reach us at podcast at scienceenthusiast.com. Full archive available at scienceenthusiastpodcast.com. Uh, we have pages on Facebooks and Twitters. Uh, you can follow us there. But if you really like us and you really want to give us money, you want to see all the bonus content that we've created and will have created in the future, depending on what time and, and space you listen to this in, you can uh, give us money at patreon.com slash TSE podcast. To get access to premium content, uh, you can also follow or my personal pa- patron, Patreon, slash uh, a science enthusiast, or Natalie's future uh, Patreon, which <laughs> has yet to be named, but it, it'll exist. So you can no, just throw her okay. money if you don't like me and just like her, which is totally understandable.
2: <laughs> I like you. Am
1: I wrong? Am I wrong? <laughs> but if you want to be super awesome, just like friend of the show, Trevor and other friend of the show, Nathan and other friend of the show, Alice and Cynthia and Michael and Frank and Michael and Lizzie in the lab and Magnus and so Hannah and Felix and Chris and a, uh, yet another michael and what is with all these michaels there's one two three four michaels that i see like in this us. list i don't understand or joe or sarah or josue uh we'd be incredibly grateful and shout out to a couple new patrons on my uh patreon uh ryan and so so han so han so han sorry if i'm pronouncing that incorrectly uh th- thank you you guys uh your supports uh means uh i don't want to say the world because that's hyperbolic and we hate hyperbole here but it means it means a lot we appreciate it and that helps us uh, do cool things helps me uh be able to go to to uh what's a place milwaukee
2: milwaukee (laughs) it's a place
1: Right, right, and so, like you know, like we said during the interview, we're doing a great job of promoting the actual conference for Sean and Brian. (laughs) Uh, So thank you, and we're sorry, Uh, but check out there. It's I believe it's MythicistMilwaukee.com. Tickets still available for that. It also helps uh, Natalie. You're going to QED
2: uh,
1: here in a in a week or.
2: No, it's like it's in like three weeks, but whatever. I, three weeks. I hope. I just want time to go by quickly at this point because I am fucking. Oh, ready oh to my gosh! My I want time
1: to go by. I yeah. want time to go by quickly. Just but time, time to go time by. Is,
2: stop. Full stop.
1: Time is time is rather rather consistent with how it passes. Unfortunately, it is. It is I know. Fortunately slash unfortunately, so word, yeah. <laughs> but uh uh do we have a quote of the week? Can you hit yeah. us with a quote? Yeah, yeah.
2: I can. I can hit you with a quote. So something I jotted down in my phone when i was watching the citadel episode of rick and morty and (laughs) here's here's the quote we're too busy fighting each other to fight real injustice i i thought it felt Mm. timely does does that feel timely to you
1: yeah yeah there's yeah there's 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 a certain
2: timeliness to it there's so, a lot
1: there with 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 anyone. It's kind of like a almost like a horoscope. You can read it however you want yeah. and interpret it to apply to you or to apply to to a situation yeah. that that you may be, may be familiar with, may or may not be. Can't confirm nor deny uh, familiarity yeah, I, there. Yeah,
2: and I guess like just a thought that I mean I think that keeps coming up, and I, I'm thinking it probably came up last night in our in our conversation, but. It seems like right now a lot of people are angry and upset and whatever about a lot of things. Um, And whatever it is, whatever the issue of the moment is, I think sometimes it's easily forgotten when we are behind computer screens and on our phones and all of that, that there are real people involved in all of this. So Mm -hmm. just something, you know, like there are real people involved in all of this, whatever, just insert whatever issue you are thinking of right now like there are Mm -hmm. real people on the internet
1: and that's i mean we can we can do better to talk to people instead of talking at people i think in a lot of situations and of course we're not necessarily including nazis here like people will will say but i think we can do better just in general The music you heard tonight was written and performed by Adam Johnson and was used with his permission. You can contact Adam at adamjohnsondc at gmail.com.